This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group, with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Hello and thanks for downloading today's podcast. I'm Jamie Long. It's Wednesday the 6th of April. And first today, the leader of Dover Councils told the Kent Online podcast travel disruption in the town is unacceptable. People trying to cross the channel have faced long delays since Friday as P&O ferries are still suspended and other operators are struggling to keep up with demand. Well, I've been speaking to Trevor Bartlett about the disruption. Last weekend, the roads were absolutely gridlocked, as we all know. That has such a huge impact on local residents trying to get from A to B, trying to get to hospitals, trying to get to appointments. I know we're now in the school holidays, but last Friday, teachers actually couldn't get into schools to teach. And the biggest impact of all is on the shops in the town. They were like a ghost town last weekend. It was just awful for them. We're just coming out of the pandemic. Uh, We're trying to get people to invest in Dover. And when they hear stories like this, they're not going to want to. So it's such a huge impact on everything in our district. And have you spoken to any business owners in the town, Trevor? What have they had to say? Yeah, they're absolutely distraught, Jamie. Um, They are really suffering badly. Um, Not only did they not have customers, because physically, stating the obvious, they could not get into the town, but staff actually couldn't get in. So some of the shops didn't even open. So that's a huge loss of earnings. And um, I'm feeling really sorry for all these shopkeepers in the town and businesses. They're going to really suffer again unless we can get the uh, the move, movement of the lorries. You know, we can get those moving. They're being controlled properly. Uh, then obviously that will make a huge difference. So the police need to step up. Uh, come into the town and um, be at all the roundabouts because what happens is the lorries and I do feel very frustrated for them and I can understand them getting angry and cross but they just continually flow through and then they're blocking all the roundabouts so no local traffic can move whatsoever it's just gridlocked. And on that point then what more does need to be done you know whenever something goes wrong at the port of Dover, it seems like the town that gets the brunt of it. I think we're, I don't know why, but we seem to be the sacrifice when this happens. Um, And it's Dover that gets the brunt of it all. If you travel up to Maidstone, then from there further on, everything seems to flow properly. But Dover just comes to a complete standstill uh, and it's just not on. Um, You know, obviously we've got the sad loss of the 600 job losses, but, that was announced three weeks ago now. So by now, surely everybody could understand that there's going to be a huge issue with that amount of ferries not going across. Um, What's going to happen to all the traffic with that happening? Well, meanwhile, a former P&O ferries worker is reportedly suing the company for unfair dismissal. It's understood John Lansdowne, who worked as a chef on the Pride of Canterbury, filed a tribunal claim. He's thought to be seeking financial compensation and exemplary damages of up to £76 million. Kent Online News. 
Two men who robbed a gold dealer at Knife Point in Maidstone have been jailed. The 21- and 24-year-olds agreed to meet up with the victim in Morrison's car park but managed to lure him away before threatening to stab him. They've been locked up for a total of more than 11 years. A young man from Gravesend says delays to getting his provisional licence has meant he's missed out on job opportunities and been unable to drive his car for a year. It should take just a week for an application to be processed, but Gareth Atkins has ended up waiting 14 months. The 21-year-old from Hyams told the Kent Online podcast it's been frustrating. I was told that there was a backlog due to covid uh, originally, uh, I was then told that it was due to a medical condition that they needed additional tests done for. Um, then they said that actually it was fine. And then they backtracked on themselves again and then said that uh, that they needed a separate medical test, which was done four months in, um, which again was completely passed and no problems done. And I guess it can be quite frustrating to be waiting this long and not kind of hearing anything or knowing what's going on. Completely. Um, I feel kind of backstabbed. I feel a little bit left in the dark completely. Um, It's just ridiculous. There's no way that a licence takes a whole year, um, especially when all the checks were done within four months. And um, obviously you said where you live is quite um, remote for public transport. That's a... Is that a big issue for you, trying to get around? Yeah, uh, we have only two buses an hour um, and the bus is stopping at uh, six o'clock in the evening, uh, working in certain jobs and industries like the restaurant industry, like I do. I don't get home until midnight, one o'clock in the morning. Uh, I usually end up taking a taxi, which is our expensive, or the train, which again, I don't get back until one or two o'clock in the morning. Having my own transport would mean I'd be able to go to work at these times easily and it would turn a a stupid one o'clock in the morning turnaround to at least a half, ten, eleven o'clock. Elsewhere, it's emerged a man who was stabbed to death in Dartford was just two weeks away from becoming a dad. A 22-year-old who's been named locally as Mally died in Temple Hill Square last Saturday. His family have paid tribute, describing him as loving, funny and playful. Police are investigating it as a murder. A four-year-old giraffe has died at a Kent animal park. Wingham Wildlife Park in Canterbury says Ron appears to have been injured during an accident he had in the indoor housing during the night. He was the youngest of three giraffes there. New research has revealed three senior officers at Kent County Council were paid more than £200,000 last year. They include the Corporate Director of Strategic Services, the man in charge of children's services and the recently retired Director of Growth, Environment and Transport. There were 18 members of staff earning above £100,000. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. Oh, it's feared dozens of new beach huts in Herne Bay will eventually be vandalised. Canterbury City Council's begun groundwork on the first of 84 of the structures earmarked for Eastcliff Promenade. But a local estate agent questions how long it will take before they're covered in graffiti or even torched. The council says the risk of antisocial behaviour was considered during the planning process. 
Residents living near the Bluewater A2 turnoff have described long-running roadworks there as hell with no clear end in sight. Motorists near Bean and Dartford have been dealing with closures for the past two years as part of the planned £112 million upgrade to the Bean and Ebbsfleet Junction. It's hoped the changes will increase the road's capacity to cope with higher demand. Ashley Johnson's from the Bean Residents Association. He's told our reporter Alex it's been a nightmare for businesses and residents. Purely because the, a lot of the work has been at night, uh, we think some of it has been unnecessary, keeping people awake at night. And although we know they've got to get the job done, um, Balfour BT have really ignored uh, our complaints. Um, they've answered our questions, or half answered our questions. But it's been a real struggle. We're sorry for the people that try and tried to get the blue water and held up in the traffic because of some very poor, we think, traffic management. And, and for the businesses in uh, down here in uh, Watling Street, it's um, very difficult. And as you say, just sort of people trying to get home really as well, it's a struggle. Every day, sort of not really knowing where they can go, what road might be closed, that kind of thing as well. I think we get uh, not enough notice of closures. At the public inquiry in October 2020, uh, we were told there would be two weeks' notice of any uh, diversions or closures. Uh, but at the moment, the notices are coming out um, three or four days in advance. But it's not uh, been satisfactory. Kent Online News. The first Ukrainian refugees to arrive in Medway say they're overwhelmed by people's generosity. Irina Kulish and her 12-year-old daughter Nastia fled their home in Kiev last month and now been taken in by a family in Chatham. You can read more about their experience over at Kent Online. Plans to make three grammar schools in Medway mixed-gendered have taken a step forward. A consultation's been agreed to find out what people think of the idea of changing Fort Pitt's, Holcomb and Chatham grammars. If approved, it'll come into force in September 2024 and hopefully tackle a shortage of places for boys in the area. Now, a man who's walking round the entire coast of mainland Britain for charity has arrived in Medway. Jim Morton has already travelled more than 5,000 miles. He made it to Kent on Saturday and has been telling the Kent Online podcast about his journey so far. So on the 12th of April last year, so almost a year, I set off from Penniston in South Yorkshire, uh, which is nowhere near the sea. So I had to walk for three and a half days to get to the sea at Widnes on Merseyside. And then I have walked every day since. Well, I've had a few days off, but I've walked most days since. Uh, and I've walked 5,750 miles. We arrived in Kent on Saturday. Uh, and we've spent three nights staying at uh, the Medway Yacht Club uh, round at Upner. And then last night we spent uh, with somebody at uh, Maidstone, somebody who'd served on one of the same ships as me. Uh, but I'm really, really loving the last few days. I didn't get any walking done yesterday because I spent all day at the historic dockyard at Chatham where I'd been based when I was in the Navy in the 1970s. So uh, it was... Uh, down memory lane for me most of the day and then uh, tonight we meet in the Gurkhas who I'm raising the money for at Maidstone Barracks. 
I just get up every morning, put my boots on, and I go walking. My wife has got the hardest job because all I do is put my boots on, leave the motor home, and go off walking all day. And during the day, my wife has to get the uh, 7.5-metre motor home down little country lanes, especially in Scotland, uh, drive it to wherever she's going to meet me at the end of the day, uh, sort us out a campsite or somebody's drive to stay on, sort out the social media normally, uh, you know, getting uh, newspapers and things like that. Uh, and also uh, just just everything, just everything she would do to run a normal home that was at home rather than being on four wheels and moving around the country. So after today, I shall be heading, uh, I don't know how far I'll get today because I've got to be at Maidstone Barracks at 4.30. Uh, so then I'll still be going down through Gillingham, Sittingbourne, round the Isle of Sheppey, down to uh, Ramsgate, Margate, Oliphanet, uh, down then to Deal, Dover, Folkestone, where there's another big Gurkha contingent at Folkestone, uh, at Shawncliffe Barracks, so I'll hopefully see them, and then on into Sussex. The reason why I'm doing it is to raise money for the Gurkha Welfare Trust. I've already raised £18,300. I've set myself a target of £50,000, which I hope to achieve, and that will already have earned enough to build two houses in Nepal for the Gurkhas. Who, they just lost everything uh, in the earthquake of 2015, and they come over here and they save the time for the British Army. He's raised more than £18,000 for the Gurkha Welfare Trust. And you can look out for him over the next few days as he heads through Sheppey, Thanet, Dover and Folkestone. Well, that's all for today's podcast. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can subscribe to the ad-free premium version of Kent Online for exclusive content. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group, with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall.